BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. It is a beautiful Tuesday here in New York City. Back in the queue. Hey, Claude. How you doing? Hey, everyone. I come bearing wonderful news. I got a COVID test and I'm COVID free as of right now. I think we still have to quarantine. I'm not really understanding all the incubation metrics, but I don't. all I know is that I have to sit on my ass for two weeks. And that is something I am more than willing to do for my country. Okay, so here's the deal with you. I'm so glad to hear this beautiful news that you are COVID free, which means that you did not get COVID last week. As far as this weekend, we'd have to wait like two more days and then get a COVID test. Like, so if you want to get one on Thursday or Friday, you could be in the clear for quarantine. So that's how that would work. Yeah. You know, I just feel like for my country, I'm going to just do the whole quarantine because that's the kind (laughs) of patriot that I am. And you know, it's hard because I have so many, um, you know, exercise classes and juice places I'm just dying to go to. But unfortunately, I think I'm going to have to sit on my ass and order in, which is just, it's hard. But again, it's for my country. Someone has to do it. And I guess, I guess it'll be me. Well, that is so kind of you to do for the rest of us. How is... Like I said, like I said, for my country. How's the rest of you, how's your quarantine going? How does it feel to be back in the saddle? You know, it's great because I'm really invested in a piece of content, which is Mad Men, but I've been wanting to talk about how I think I need to take a break from Mad Men because I think you and I absolutely have to watch Emily in Paris. It was on my list of things to watch, but now I heard that people are like roasting it. I've got to get involved. Right. Like that really, like Emily in Paris sounded up our alley, but roasting Emily in Paris sounds even more up our alley. So people are just starting to watch it and I'm seeing the content come out of people just like absolutely tearing it apart. And I feel left out because like that's what I do, even though I was really looking forward to like loving it. But looking forward to hating something is also really, really fun. Right. Well, I've gotten into a new show as well. Um, I know nobody was asking and it's (laughs) might be the strangest choice I've ever made. It's called A Place to Call Home and it's on Acorn TV, which is British TV. And if I had to describe this show, it would be historical fiction hallmark with a sprinkle of anti-Semitism. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. I I think this show has become really popular and it's pretty enjoyable, even though it's like so strange and like weirdly hallmarky, but also serious. And that's where I've been. And you know what? Like I have been like looking forward to getting back to watching it. So that means it's a good show. Yeah, actually, Ben's parents recommended it, and they loved it. And so I've been hearing about it from different corners of the earth. Yeah. So it's I, a show I think that brings people together. 
It, yeah, it is, but it's also extremely Hallmark. But you know what? Tis the season for Hallmark. But I, so I'm watching this, which has six seasons, and I'm still on season one, so I have a long way to go. Plus, I have some books that I've been meaning to read. So, like Emily in Paris, I don't know where she when she's going to be watched. She will be watched, but it's like I actually am enjoying myself right now. Yeah, I also got in the mail my Meaning of Mariah copy, which has been sitting on my nightstand. You know I don't like to read at home. I, need, I think maybe after quarantine I have to take a trip so that I can read this book. Yes, I. that is also on my list before Emily in quarantine. So <laughs> I have to read that because there are some bombshells coming out. We have a story today that is super interesting. It's really annoying that all these spoilers are coming out in the news because by the time I read it, I will have known so much about it and I'd like to be surprised. Yeah, well, this is like, this is an interview that she gave that speaks on something in the book that's just interesting and I think it'll get you like juiced up for more Mariah memoir memories. I love Mariah memoir memories. Love them. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. I had a horrible, horrible migraine last night, Oof. but I wound up sleeping like 12 hours, which was really good. That is good. So you win some, you lose some. And then I, this morning I spilled coffee all over my vanity. <laughs> so I have that looking forward to, for me to continue cleaning up when we finish recording. I, um, we got a lot of feedback after yesterday's shows and I just wanted to share and just say like a massive thank you to everyone who wrote me messages about the time that they accidentally had an experience with an extremely hasty flush. And it really meant a lot to me just to know that like I wasn't alone. And for that, I'm super grateful. This community means everything to me. That's Claudia. That's so beautiful. It's, it's something really special about this community. I agree. Now, I'm going to ask you a question that you've been really dodging me on for the last 24 hours. What? But where's Theo? Oh, he's right next to me. Oh, one second. You guys, I need eyes on the prize. via Zoom. I called you like five times so yesterday to see Theo. Hi, beautiful angel man. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I felt like he was being like, he, you guys told him, oh, you can't spend time with Yeranti. She's a bad influence. Well, he actually was the one who came to us and said, um, can you guys stop dropping me off at Auntie's house? She's kind of creepy. She, okay, he hasn't way, been here. The way she kind of stares at me, it makes me uncomfortable. His words, he, not mine. He hasn't been here since his deadbeat parents dropped him off so that they could go gambling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that did happen, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, anyways, I just miss him and... Can you blame me? No, I can. I can't blame anyone who is obsessed with Theo because it's a really natural part of life. You've literally created a monster. You. A hundred percent. So I'm just monstrous. It's just not my fault. He's so cute. So cute and so beautiful. So beautiful. I think that's probably the hardest part about re-entering quarantine for me is like we got into such an amazing rhythm of like us three co-workers on the show me you and Theo like delivering the past five stories and we had it such a great rhythm and and now I'm back without Theo yeah well that's kind of on you because I've been trying to push you to get a dog forever and it's been what like eight months of quarantine and you're still without a dog so I feel like I must shift responsibility onto you because I'm, I'm the type of person where it's like Let's all take responsibility for our own actions, you know? Yes, let's. So whose fault is it that the keys flushed down the door? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. 
I'm so glad. It's your friend Sam's fault for making us wow. stop um, in Connecticut because I didn't even have to pay. I didn't even have to pay. But you yes, did, Sam, I know you be. listen to this podcast sometimes, and I've been thinking about it since Sunday, and it is all your fault. That is so crazy. That's one of the craziest things you've ever said. You know, they said Albert Einstein was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. Okay, I think it's time. Do you think it's time? Hmm. Ooh, that sounds yeah, like a I no. would say. That sounds no, I would like say a yeah. I would say yeah. Okay, then it's time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. I'm so sorry to everyone listening as a podcast, but as you can tell, I'm probably sounding a little bit nasally. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's back. Oh, no, I just looked in my tissue. My snot is green. They say that's a common side effect of RDH. I'm running out of ideas, you guys. I'm sorry. You're um, getting grosser and grosser. <laughs> if you guys have any RDH ideas, please DM them to me. But in the meantime, <clears throat> I am feeling a little bit under the weather, and it must be the RDH coming back. So just allow me to get something off my chest. Today's episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. As we slowly adjust to a new normal, we still need to be smart about how we do business. Luckily, there's Stamps.com to make things easier. Thousands of small business owners have discovered the benefits of Stamps.com in recent months. They've been able to keep their businesses running and avoid the crowds at the post office, all from their own computers. With Stamps.com, you can print postage on demand and avoid going to the post office. You'll save money with discounted rates you can't even get at the post office. Stamps.com also offers UPS services with discounts up to 62% and no residential surcharges. Simply use your computer to print any official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any size, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready to be picked up, just leave it for your mail carrier, schedule a pickup, or drop it in the mailbox. It's as simple as that. And like we said, with Stamps.com, you get great discounts too, like 5 cents off of every stamp and up to 62% off USPS and UPS shipping rates. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. And right now, our listeners can get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a digital scale, without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in TOAST. That's Stamps.com. Enter TOAST for that special offer. Thank you, Stamps.com. Claudia, that's beautiful. Love Stamps.com. Thank you for that message, and I I hope that you're feeling better. It was definitely really good to get it off my chest, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, like that pressure on your chest just can't be good for you. No, it's not. Okay, first story from Mariah's memoir of memories. Mariah Carey never had sex with fiancé James Packer. Hmm. The singer revealed the tidbit while explaining why the Aussie businessman, businessman Bo, actually, she kind of like invented the businessman Bo. She uh, did, Tommy Mottola. Yeah, was excluded from her recently released memoir. She said, James and I didn't have a physical relationship, to be honest with you. If it was a relationship that mattered, it's in the book. If not, it didn't occur. So he is not in the book, and that is why. Well, actually, I would have loved to have heard about him a little bit in the book, because I just thought that was the strangest, most random, short-lived relationship. And I just would have loved to know more about what it was actually like on the inside. Um, But I guess we're just not going to get that. Right, this relationship what never wasn't physical, which means that it wasn't like your average relationship. There was obviously, right. you know, some sort of, you know, reasoning behind it that wouldn't have been like, the, you know, boy meets girl, boy loves girl. 
or a girl right. loves boy. So there was so I much would, more to it. Right. So I would have liked to know like where her head was at during this time and what this relationship did do for her. But yeah. I guess she's not sharing. She also had some hilarious quotes about being portrayed as high maintenance. She said, I don't give a shit. I'm fucking, I fucking am high maintenance because I deserve to be at this point. If I can't be high maintenance after working my ass off my entire life, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize we all had to be low maintenance. She said, I was always high maintenance. It's just, I didn't have anyone to do the maintenance when I was growing up. Well, you know, I'm actually really glad that she addressed this because I feel like diva culture, like she's literally the face of like difficult to work with diva. Um, And there are people who are like of two mindsets. The first is like, no one should act that way. And the second is like, you know what? You're a diva for a reason. And you were not anyone could just act like a diva. Like if Camila Cabello came in acting like a diva, everyone would be like, get the fuck out of here. You know, like people definitely, it takes time to earn that right. And while I don't necessarily agree with like being difficult to work with, I love that she addresses it head on and doesn't pretend like it's all fake rumors about her. Yeah. When the, they mentioned her being called a diva, she said, who the fuck cares? Honestly? Oh my God, they're calling me a diva. I think I'm going to cry. You think in the grand <laughs> scheme of things in my life, that really matters to me being called a diva. I am bitches. That's right. <laughs> Wait, I'm like so shook. Is that an actual excerpt from the book? From an interview with The Guardian about the book. No, the book isn't written like this. No, because I'm like, it's so conversational. I'm like so impressed. Yeah, no. So this is an interview. But it kind of sets the tone for what we can expect from the book. You know, like just this candid, I am who I am sort of vibe. I would love for her to go on Watch Rappens Live while on the book press tour because I feel like Watch Rappens Live is already like such an open forum for her. Anytime we really ever get to know Mariah, it's on Watch Rappens Live. And now that she's really being an open book with her new book, I think uh, Watch Rappens Live would be an amazing platform. And did you know, I found this out in the weirdest way, Mariah's book was published by an imprint at like a big publishing agency started by Andy Cohen. It's Andy Books. Oh, no, I didn't know that. He just randomly tweeted. He's like, we're so excited for Mandy Books. And I'm like, what? That's so crazy. That's like doesn't make sense to me. I know. Look, let me pull up the tweet. I was like so shook and confused. But I also was like, it actually makes a lot of sense. I feel like Mariah really respects Andy. Yeah, no. It doesn't like not make sense. I just feel like she could get a book deal with anyone at any time. And doesn't have to be an imprint of a of a small of a bigger company. She could get the book deal with the bigger company. Yeah, but yeah, like there look, should be a bidding war over her book. So Andy tweeted out the New Yorker review or whatever about Mariah's book. So proud of this review of Mariah's book in the New Yorker. The meaning of Mariah Ca- Carey is out now from Andy Cohen Books. Yeah, no, I believe you. I that's, just think that's it's awesome. so crazy. Yeah, that's great. I mean, uh, just another great endorsement. I can't wait to read it. Maybe, yeah. maybe this weekend. I need to, with a place to call home, like, I'm still only on season one. Like, I'm going to have to take a break if I want to get anything else done I know. In the next it's month. like, I'm so, I'm so busy with Peggy and her new hairstyle, and it's just, it's overwhelming. Also, I got to, like, two really crazy scenes in Mad Men when Joan's, like, husband rapes her in Don's office. That was so mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, and her husband is um the guy from Younger. You know, this guy's going to get your show canceled, right? Thank you. I literally could not remember what he was from. Thank yeah. you. His name, and, then, and he's also, he's from other stuff. We talk about him all the time. We, I just want to get his name. Um, He's Richard Yeah, he's like younger. the nameless actor who only gets roles in bad stuff, but I guess he got a role in Mad oh. Men, which is very impressive. Sorry, not Younger. The bull type. No, I don't watch that. 
Yeah, but that's what he's from. He is Samuel Page is his name. Yeah, okay. Well, he stinks, and he was really bothering me in that scene. Like, get the fuck off of Joan. And then the other scene I saw was when Roger Sterling had threw a party in his backyard and, like, put on a performance for his guests and was doing it in blackface, which was, like, so creepy because the show is just, like, so accurate about, like, what I think what life was like in the 60s. And, like, this was probably very commonplace, like, at parties, and it was just so eerie, like, to see everyone, like, laughing. It was just, like, it was really disgusting. But Yeah, that's a terrible scene. It's a terrible scene, and it has, like, a disclaimer and everything. But um, what, was, what I was going to say is that, like, yes, I cannot get out of Mad Men. Like, I, I want to watch Emily in Paris. I want to read mean, Meaning of Mariah. But I'm literally stuck. I'm stuck. I just feel like it's so hard to get stuck these days. Like, yes, and yes. When you're, when you're stuck in the mud, you should appreciate every moment of it and not be feeling like, I need to do this and I need to do that. You just need to soak it all up. Yeah, and it's like... In a few weeks, I'll be craving this feeling that I have right now, which is overwhelming with content. Should I read the book? Should I watch a show? Should I start a new show? Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm embarrassed by my riches. Yeah, and this feeling of like, oh, I can't wait to hang up with you so I can go watch my show. 100%. I have my whole day. I don't have to think about how I'm going to fill every minute of the day because I have my show. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like quarantine when you have a show, it's like, Life is made in the shade for you. Right. It's but like, when wait, you what, don't else, have a what show? else would I be doing? No wonder why you're taking one for your country and staying in for two weeks because you're watching Mad Men. Oh, by the way, I probably would not be going down so quietly into quarantine if I did <laughs> not have like a roster of things that I needed to do and watch and read. Yeah. No, I, I totally feel you. You need this time for yourself. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Well, next story is a little more like TV news ish. Um, Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling are addressing Jessica Alba's claim that she couldn't make eye contact with them on the set of 90210. Did you hear about this? Oh my God, no, wait. So Jessica Alba was on Hot Ones last week and a question came up about her time. She was a guest star on 90210. She said, quote, on the set of 90210, I couldn't even make eye contact with any of the cast members, which was really strange when you're like trying to do a scene with them. Yeah, it was like, you're not allowed to make eye contact with any one of the cast members or you'll be thrown off set. So, Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth are addressing that claim. They talk about, like, did you hear what she said? Did you hear what she said? And they said that they had no idea that they barely remember, like, even in that time. And Tori Spelling said, imagine we just thought the guest stars didn't like us. But meanwhile, like, someone was going around telling everyone not to make eye contact with us. Right. So, I don't know if I necessarily believe that they weren't allowed to make eye contact like and it came from the cast like what in I feel like in a really popular show like that like there's a million handlers managers assistants who like literally say these things that don't necessarily come from the talent I also don't see those kids like yes they were it was the biggest show ever but they weren't like bona fide you know celebrities yet like they were just like really really popular on this really popular show and that's just not a thing you do I think like on your first job you know I don't know. It seems to track with all the other big shows, like, of that day. And still, like, even, like, Friends, you know, they, it was a really big show. And anytime they had a guest star, like, just like Jerry O'Connell said, like, they had the Friends yes. table. And then they had, like, guest stars in the cafeteria, like, sitting at, alone. When we, um, it was actually really eye-opening. Jerry O'Connell, after our show, just, like, 
was shooting the shit. He was honestly one of the nicest guys we've ever had on the show. So funny. Loves to gossip. Like, he stayed at the studio for, like, another hour and was telling us that his wife actually had a role on Friends. I remember she was the girl who Ross dated, who literally her apartment was a shithole. Like, shit everywhere. It was so disgusting, and Ross, like, couldn't date her because of it. But she was, like, so pretty and out of Ross's league. Like, it posed a real problem for Ross. It was a good episode. And you basically, it takes, like, a week to film an episode. You, like, literally live on the set for a week where you block, you learn lines, dress rehearsal, whatever. And it's, like, camp. Like, everyone eats lunch together or dinner together. And Jerry said, like, the Friends cast was, like, so clicky. Like, if you were a guest star, even if you were famous, like, it was just weird and they, like, didn't look at you. So, actually, this does track. Yeah, it definitely tracks, but now how the tables have turned, they're talking about, like, how they love her baby wipes, and they're always using her baby wipes for their kids, and, like, they're, like, you know, leading a life of regret that... That's actually really funny. That that's what she thinks of them. Well... So, just, you never know. You gotta be nice to everyone, not even because they might be successful one day, but just because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, but you know what? If thinking that everyone you meet is going to be successful keeps you being nice to them, then just keep doing that. Whatever it takes to make the world a kinder place. I haven't been keeping up with hot ones. I feel like right before quarantine, I was like so hot and heavy, like living for the content. But now it's like Zoom from home and it's just uninteresting to me. Yeah, so like do the celebrities make their own wings because they could just make like spiceless? Yeah, I think maybe, I don't know the logistics of the actual wings. Like maybe the company has them delivered, but it's just, it's not... It's not for me. Interesting. Good to know. Well, I'll tell you something that is for you. Hmm. Do you want to hear something that is for you? Sure. Selling Sunsets' Christine Quinn says she may do her own thing after season four. Christine Quinn is looking ahead at her career beyond Selling Sunset. In a new interview with the Wall Street Journal magazine published on Monday, the reality star and Oppenheim Group real estate agent said the yet-to-be-announced fourth season of the hit Netflix series may also be her last. She said, quote, the show's obviously been doing really well. In August, it was in the top 10 most watched shows on Netflix. So that's really exciting. We don't have any official news yet, but it would be great to film the next season and then do my own thing because I feel like I have a lot to share with the outside, with the world outside of real estate and fighting with bitches. Although don't get me wrong. I love it and I'm great at it. Yeah. I mean, her personality just expands beyond a ensemble show she's so fabulous her life is so interesting and it's even more interesting now like with her husband and their life together and I actually could see her like really growing out of the show even though I I get very wary of people like jumping ship from things that made them famous um I think it's more often than not a mistake yeah and also I I'm sure a show just about her would be interesting and I love her and I would watch anything that she does but there is something to be said by surrounding yourself with people who like make you look even better and if I were her I I would entertain other ideas and and who knows what her own project would look like but I feel like she has the best of all worlds right now because she gets to like come onto the show that's like already established the biggest show she's the creme de la creme and then she goes home like sounds like fun it's also borderline impossible to start a new show like totally by yourself and have it be successful and I agree I think it she isn't made in the shade right now and while she may not want to share the spotlight with Mary uh, which I understand um it does at the end of the day all well, rising tides raise all ships or whatever the fuck they say yes that that is what they say so I look forward to what's next from Christine and I'm glad that the Wall Street Journal is giving her the respect that she deserves yeah Wall Street Journal is um killing it with this interview 
They are. Okay, next story. A little almost casting news. I love stories like this. Like, who was Wait. almost what part? Is it the almost casting news brought to you by Wanna Date? It is. How did you know Theo's barking? He's so excited. He said, oh, give me some. Wanna date. His RDH is acting up. Theo, relax. I'm about to soothe your RDH, okay? Wanna date is a line of sweet date-based spreads. They're cute and taste amazing. They come in five flavors, which is the original plain flavor, chocolate, vanilla, cinnamon, and pumpkin spice. They're vegan, paleo, dairy-free, gluten-free, grain-free, and nut-free. We got a huge delivery of the Wanna Date spreads to our office, and honestly, they've been such a hit. First of all, we're always looking for snacks in the studio because we're always hungry. And who knew that a date spread was just what we needed, especially in the morning? It's not always easy to find something to eat in the morning, but these spreads are fantastic. I obviously like the chocolate one best, but that's just me. They have just 25 25 calories per tablespoon serving, and they have no added sugar, so that's less than half the calories of peanut butter, honey, and Nutella. You can spread Wanna Date on pancakes, or on your morning toast, which is a fabulous thing to do. You can also stir it into oatmeal, yogurt, blend it in with smoothies, eat it on cheese, ice cream, acai bowls, or even just off a spoon if you're feeling lazy like I am most of the time. On top of that, Wanna Date's founder, Melissa, started the company out of her NYU dorm and went on sh- onto Shark Tank this year where she made a deal with Mark Cuban. So you know, we live for a Shark Tank company, and we have one here today, Wanna Date. You might remember it from the show, but if not, you got to check it out. The website is eatwannadate.com. That's E-A-T-W-A-N-N-A, date, D-A-T-E, dot com. And the Instagram is eatwannadate. Um, and if you want to get 10% off your first order, use code TOAST at eatwannadate.com. Again, code TOAST for 10% off. It's a fabulous company. And you know what? If it has Mark Cuban's seal of approval, I feel like that's all you truly need to know. I totally agree and also has ours because it really is so delicious and the perfect thing for your morning toast. (sighs) Yep. Okay. So our almost casting news. Why Millie Bobby Brown almost quit acting because of Game of Thrones. Oh. So Millie Bobby Brown auditioned for the role of Liana Mormont on Game of Thrones. Oh my God. Wait, she would have been perfect. Which she actually would have been perfect for. She was on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon and shared this story with him. She said, the industry is just full of rejection. You get no's, a lot of no's, before you get a yes. She said that she auditioned for the role of the feisty Liana Mormont, who was ultimately played by Bella Ramsey. She said, I got a no for that. That's kind of when I was like, oh, this is really difficult. I guess I really wanted that role. So she got a little disheartened. I would, too, if the most perfect role for myself came along and I didn't get it. Yeah, Um, no, not only was it the most perfect role for her, they literally cast... Philly Fobby Frown for the role. Like, it was so crazy. Yeah, but somehow, like, even though they got Philly, she was amazing. She was incredible. And the fact that her last name was Ramsey when she was, like, going up against the North with Ramsey Bolton, like, it was just too perfect. Yeah, it all, it all worked out. And eventually, obviously, Millie Bobby Brown um, starred in Stranger Things, which I've heard is really popular. So I yeah. think it's She she's seems doing to be well. doing well. And she's also in this new show, Enola Holmes. Who I think is sister of Sherlock. Yes, and Enola backwards spells alone because she's always alone. Oh, sounds like a winner. Maybe I'll I'll add it to my list. You know, it's weird that, like, Netflix had absolutely, you know, no trouble greenlighting that, but they took off in a matter of seconds the world's best show ever. The Society. The Society. 
And, yeah. you know, yesterday they canceled Glow, that Alison Brie show. Yeah. Which I didn't watch, but it has a real following. There will be some backlash. Mark my words. Yeah, I saw that they canceled Glow. I was, I thought maybe you watched it, but that tracks that you didn't. So if, no, you're, ready I did for, not. if you're ready for our fifth and final story, without further ado. Wait, let me just prepare. Okay. It's fifth okay. and final, so it's like the last one. And it's an interesting one because Kim Kardashian is um, talking to Grazia USA in their first ever issue, and she is detailing nursing Kanye when he had coronavirus. So oh. she's really sharing the details. The Keeping Up star detailed her husband's health journey in the first issue of Grazia USA, which launched on Tuesday, October 6th, revealing he contacted the illness around the same time that Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson spoke out about getting the virus in March. She said Kanye had it in way at the beginning when nobody really knew what was going on. It was so right. scary and unknown. The Skims creator um, talked about having to take care of Kanye with her four kids with no one else in the house, no one else in the house to help. She said, right. quote, I had to go and change his sheets and help him get out of bed when he wasn't feeling good. It was a challenge because it was so unknown. Changing his sheets with gloves and a face shield was really a scary time. Yeah, I forgot that, like, all these celebrities who have, like, staffs and chefs and nurses and whatever, literally in coronavirus, they were left to fend for themselves and be real people. Yeah, and I do think for the Kardashians, I think that they have so much help. Like Me too. That... You know, Kim has handlers for herself. Kanye has handlers for himself. All they four of the kids probably have different stylists. They all yeah, have different nurses. So, yeah, to help them like Not with nurses. the everyday. Sorry, nannies. To help them with the everyday treachers of life, and for her to go f- to being a one woman show like that definitely was shocking. And then wrangling those kids. Right. Exactly. Like that actually is a lot to have on one's plate, as you know, millions of people in the world were also doing. Yeah, well, of course, like, welcome to the real world, bitches. But um, no, but it is, it's always weird to think back on that time because I feel like it's still so unknown, like coronavirus, like there's so much like misconception and like misinformation being spread. But like at that time, like it was actually, I mean, it still is really scary, but it was really, really scary back then. Yes, it was. And also I think that they are doing a good job of showing that on the show, like the early days and what people's reactions were really like just living through it. And I think it's actually cool that they captured that moment in time because it all happened so fast. You know, like life was normal and then it wasn't. And there was like two days where everyone was like, is this real? What are we? And they actually captured that transition period. And I actually find it really interesting to watch. Yeah. Also, um, just want to highlight that Grazia is coming to the U.S., which is a really significant event. The first time in all Italian fashion magazine lands on the U.S. market. With a formula oh, that gives a perfect answer to the new needs of readers, users, and businesses. Now, um, I haven't read it yet, but I heard that Italian camper loves Grazia. And she's always bringing I, it to camp to show the rest of the bunk, like her fashion magazines. I actually have a source at Grazia US that they're really considering Italian camper for the September cover. Yeah, no, I've heard that I think it's happening. Like, she... Oh, wow. I mean, you would know better than me. Yeah, she's pretty coy about this stuff, you know, because she doesn't like to, like, make the other campers jealous. Um, but there are some big things on the horizon for IC. Some secret projects for IC? <laughs> some secret projects for sure. <laughs> okay, well, I actually have a secret project that I've been talking about for so long, and I feel like the time is almost... I just want to let everyone know, like, 
the time is almost here. I just want to let you know, like, on October 27th, like, things are happening. So just okay. mark your calendar. Okay, that's really exciting. I thought you were going to announce a secret project, like, right now, like, on Zoom. No. And I was just like, this is not the vibe for an announcement. No. First of all, it's not special at all. Um, I actually have a whole plan for the day. You'll, you're involved. There's, like, a little skit, you know. There's all these things happening on October 27th. So just mark your calendars, you guys. I appreciate the patience. I've been really annoying about this one, but it's worth the wait. Wow, that's so exciting. October 27th. I'll have to put in my planner. It will be the only thing there, but it'll be exciting. (laughs) (laughs) And then, also, you guys, we are coming up on Toast Halloween. October 31st is a Saturday, so we'll probably do October 30th um, Halloween Toast. Jackie and I are marinating. We're actually, we have this year too many good ideas, which is crazy because last year we, like, had such a hard time finding one, and I feel like we're always struggling to find one. But now we have three. It's not even about the idea. It's about the execution, Claude. So we've got work to do. 100%. Well, that's because you're rooting for one idea and I'm rooting for the other two. So we'll need Snitch with the tiebreaker. Yeah, we will. Okay. Well, we'll keep thinking on it. And we hope you guys enjoyed this show. Thank you so much for listening. Jackie, why don't you wrap up today? Oh, my gosh. Thank you for listening to the Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Every Monday through Friday, you can find us on YouTube ordinarily, but this week is different. But anywhere you listen to podcasts, podcast apps, Spotify, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Amazon Music now, all the places. Theo, I love you so much if you're listening. He loves. And we will see you tomorrow. Make sure to follow me at Jackie O Problems, like mad premium content. And that's like all the most important things. Oh, wow. Okay. So I give her the opportunity to close out the show and she promotes herself, which is fine. Premium content. Get your Jackie O'Flow at JackieOflow.com. I actually used it all weekend, you guys. So yeah, if you're not too. using, like, we are so beyond Instagram, like, without flow that, like, if you're not using presets, just get it together. Get it together. We love you so much. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.